Welcome back, everybody. This is the Page Masters podcast, where we review all kinds of books, sometimes movies, mostly books, hosted by Justin and Ben. All right. So today we are reviewing and talking about Killers of the Flower Moon by David Graham. We will discuss plot themes, casting for the, the movie. You know, they did make a movie about this. So we'll talk about whether we thought it was the right casting um, and a whole bunch of other, you know, key discussion points um, because this was a pretty interesting book. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just jump in. Justin, do you have anything to add? Uh, so yes. Uh, if anyone that, when you, when you listen, uh, we don't try to do any like monetary things or anything, but it would help a lot if that, uh, after you get done listening, if you could either on Spotify or Apple, leave us some type of rating, it uh, helps get us up there so, uh, we can get out there to more people and also, uh, head over to our Instagram, check us out at the underscore page masters underscore podcast awesome Awesome. so man what's up ben yeah it's like it's been a while since we seen each other yeah seriously yeah i mean just just been out there selling some beer every day um yeah so you know for those who don't know me and justin work in a brewery together um i'm i'm off in sales uh, at events and and out of the brewery most of the most of the day and Justin, uh, Justin does a little bit of everything, um, in the back of the house. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, um, but I've been good. I'm, I'm enjoying this rainy day here in North Carolina. Oh, dude, Um, it's so hard to wake up, man. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It has been tough this Sunday. So it's very hard. That's why, especially too, because like last time we did it, it was more in the morning when we recorded it. Now it's a little (laughs) later in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. It's raining. I'm sitting here. I got these like blackout curtains hanging up and i want to turn yeah. the light on but i know the fan's gonna come on i don't know if it's gonna make a noise i'm just sitting here in the dark and it's just it's just really hard to wake up but yeah it's, let's do it yeah it's it's perfect perfect napping weather but yeah i've been i've been good we're about to uh tune into the super bowl after this are you any predictions oh yeah and eagles eagles are gonna take it but my, my man jalen hurts has got it I don't. I don't even watch the NFL like regular. Yeah, season. I'm not a football just, guy myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I tune in for the Super Bowl. That's it. But he he's got it this year. I, I can tell. So we'll see. But yeah, man. So our book this week, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, so you know, just just a little bit of background. Uh, built or written in, in 2017. Uh, tells the story of the Osage tribe in Oklahoma. Uh, a little bit of background about this uh, this tribe of indigenous people. Um, they were known in the early 1900s, uh, the early 20th century, for their oil wealth. So Oklahoma has uh, immense oil fields, um, you know, right at the turn of the century. This was discovered um, because of you know, where their, their tribe, um, you know, had jurisdiction, you know, where the federal government gave them their land or, you know, really took their land away and then, you know, said, okay, you can keep living here. Um, they, they found, you know, a lot of oil, which skyrocketed their wealth. So it was estimated that um, they were among the richest people in the world at this time in history, which is 
you know, I did not know that um, at all before reading this book. And, um, you know, this, this tells a story of, uh, you know, it's very sad. It's very sad. Very it's, sad it's, story. Uh, it's how, uh, you know, I'll, I just started out. I mean, like, I didn't even realize that Oklahoma translated uh, to red people. I, I, I didn't know that. Did you know that? Mm, it talks about that in the yeah, book. I did, I did not know that. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy because you would think that, uh, and I brought it up to a few other people to ask, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Not surprised, mm-hmm. not surprised. But I was surprised right. that no one brought it up, like, that it wasn't a, a bigger thing, you know? Right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, so the book is really, you know, divided into three parts. Um in the first, you know, introduction, the first part, we get introduced to this family, um, the Burkhart family. So, uh, you know, Molly Burkhart, um, her sister, Anna, uh, and then her two other sisters, her mother. Um, and we, we get to know them um, and you know, you know, really just what life was like for them. You know, I mean, it would, in, at the turn of the century, it was not not a fun time. I'm very glad I I live in the the 2023. Um, you know, it was not an easy time, but they had a, a pretty good life. It seemed like they they had a nice house. They had, you know, they they had uh, access to to things. They all went to school. Um, so I mean, they were they were quite wealthy. So so it so basically from 1920s to 1930s, there is there's just uh, a reign of terror that is just so it the book only hits on the the molly's family but there was a huge spread of this that that branched out way more than this right right and, and when you start looking at that and when it gets onto it later it just blows your mind dude Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, I mean I'm all into like some old conspiracy stuff and I've always looked stuff up and like so I've seen a lot of like far-fetched stuff the government done or like looking into like Operation Paperclip which is all proven and you're mm-hmm. like oh man I can't believe they brought Nazi scientists over like it just blows your mind but then you see stuff like this right. too and you're just like I, am I really surprised though not really not really not really, not really. no I mean and giving the way that we've as a country or have always kind of been like no but it was just the book was not because like it was not what I was expecting, Ben. Right, right. From what exactly. you had like told me, like it was way more like I was uh so when I went into it, I was just like, okay, so it talks about the birth of the FBI. He said it has something to do with that. I thought it was gonna be the FBI killing them or something like that. I didn't realize it mm. was like so much crazier. Like right. Right. I mean, exactly. It still would have been crazy, but this is just it's just sad, dude, especially the Molly, man. Like I I maybe that's why they i guess they told that story more but like just to think of like Ernest, like it was i don't know i'll start going on my rant but it was just when i was reading it i just couldn't imagine that like having kids with someone just to kill them or to try to kill them right exactly so essentially um in the first part of the book molly's mother her three sisters all killed um, through a, a variety of ways, um, you know, being found so, shot. Poisoned. Anna Brown was the first one, yeah. Yeah, Anna Brown. Yeah, exactly. Molly's sister, who and she was shot through the head. Yep. Um, 
you know, then, then we just, we keep, we keep going. There's no, there's no investigation that really comes of this. There's no, well, it was weird you know, because when they there's do no the, justice at the all. autopsy, yeah. uh, one of the things like they talk about was like, there was no bullet to be found. Mm. Right. So it's like, you, you know, from the beginning, when we, when we start talking about the unfortunate circumstances of Molly's uh, relatives, that someone is there's there's a conspiracy or there's a team or a, you know i i think you know definitely more than one killer um at work here you know who's who's covering it up and who's who's making it seem like you know hannah was was into uh you know some things that she shouldn't have been trying to try to blame you know the victim essentially right yeah um, they, they went to paint her as a drunk they, they right trying right, to make exactly her appears a loose woman uh i mean like not faithful to her husband yeah one of the quotes uh in the book was where they uh talked to that guy one of the first thing was to say uh he was as uh as dark as the and then they go in with the racial slur like that was what Mm -hmm. was reported in the newspaper right right exactly that should let you know right there where how normal that was should let you know like the mindset of the people in that area at that time and it is interesting because, you know, the, one of the first things that I thought was, you know, it did, like, even, even though they had all of this money, it like, it still didn't amount to, to serious power for them because they were still, you know, viewed as, as lesser citizens because of, you know, the, their, because they were Osage. So um, now it, right. the Osage they had they got all the money because they were moved and the land they were moved to happened to be rich with oil correct yes exactly so okay. they were they, they were, were from like another yeah. part of, okay. of oklahoma i think a little bit to the north they were moved um you know th- through the trail of tears and through some other you know like honestly massacres by the federal government and the army to to move this tribe they were then plopped down on these vast oil fields that no one knew existed yes. um so it, i'm sure you know people are saying like they don't deserve that blah 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 blah. like i'm sure that was you know in well, the town so it yeah, blew my was, mind it's probably the, in the, ru- the rumor mill the government is like okay so you're entitled to this we're gonna pay you this but you're not actually a person so you can't be trusted so here's a mm. white person to be in charge of it for you. And then right. when you start, he starts going into it, talking about how like the, the schemes they would run and all that and how like, right. Okay. I'll use your money. You need this, but I'm going to buy it from my store and I'm going to up the value of it by like 50% and like the loans they were given. It was just crazy. And it, and I think the craziest part to me, isn't that it was happening because I know people mm-hmm. are wild and stuff happens all the time. Like, it's hard to find good people. I, I think a lot of the times with, with certain things. Uh, but it was the fact that like everyone knew about it and no one cared. It was just that common practice. It was like, yeah, it's just kind of what we, right. That's what right. just, just blew my mind. So, so they had these things, which are called what head, head rights, I believe is what it yes. was called. Yes. Head rights, which, which are basically like uh, their, you know, ways for like, white people or like white white husbands of native american or or indigenous um wives to to babysit you know their wife's money or or take control really of financial assets um it's yeah it's pretty messed up yeah 
All right. So. So let's, let's, yeah, let's keep going on the plot. So we zero in on, on Molly. She's married to Ernest Burkhart and, and Ernest right away is a mean dude. Like you can just, yeah. It it sets it up a little different though. So the way it kind of set up to me and maybe I interpreted it wrong because I'm not, maybe Mm -hmm. I just misunderstood as I was reading it. But mm-hmm. it came off like he was this guy. He was kind of rough around the edges, but he saw Molly and he was just like, oh, my God, this is like, wow, she's like perfect. She's every, like she's just like it was totally different. He like he wanted her like he he learned how to speak Osage. Uh, like, right. Right. At very, very beginning, the book paints it as if it's like a true like love, true love story. Like, yeah, love story. Right. So you don't see right. it coming at all. Or at least I didn't. And, and is that how, mm-hmm. I mean, is that how you took it? I, I, for me, it was a little bit like, when's the other shoe going to drop? When mm-hmm. I was reading that de- description of, I was like, this is a little too good to be true because like, I don't know it. And like, yes, I definitely wanted to believe that, you know, they were, they were truly in love. I mean, maybe they were, you know, um, but just the the ways that um the coincidences right so we go we go on to learn that Ernest's uncle is William Hale he's a extremely powerful settler in this area he owns a lot of land he is referred to as the king of the Osage Hills yes exactly which is <laughs> so that's rough you. yeah yeah I mean exactly. dude he so even he's... wrote a letter say after all this was said and done mm-hmm. th- like asking if he could come back Right, right. He's like, there's nowhere else I want to be, like, which is just crazy. Right. So, you know, the implication is that, you know, he's orchestrated this plot. William William Hale, this, you know, powerful, powerful white dude, king of the Osage Hills, has orchestrated this plot so that his nephew, Ernest, who, you know, seems like a good guy, marries Molly Burkhardt. Um, so that they can get a finger and a bigger foothold in that that nice oil wealth. All right. So um, we go on. They get married. They're living in this nice big house. Um, you know, Molly. Molly has money. His her family has money. And in 1921, her older sister disappears. Um, we. We look everywhere for the for the sister, and then eventually find her in a ravine. She'd been shot supposedly in the back of the head. We cannot find the bullet then, like you said in the autopsy, the autopsy report. Then, just a few weeks later, Molly's mother starts to get sick, and she. You know, she's within a couple of months, she's dead. Um, all evidence then supports the the true fact that she's been poisoned. All right. So two mysterious deaths in the family. The uh and you know, this is this is no one no one's really like investigating this, right? Except for Mo- Molly. Molly is, you know. Well, I think even Molly, uh because it talks about how she's always like always been there to help the police Mm -hmm. but even when this happened like she didn't step up because she was previously married 
uh, well, not during that time, but there were during the other killings. I don't think she was super involved because she didn't want uh, Ernest to know about her previous husband. What was his name? Oh my god, was it Henry Rowan? Rowan? Yes. Yeah, it was Henry Henry yeah. Rowan. Sorry, I'm really bad at names. So Henry Rowan. Yes, Henry Rowan. The uh, the yeah, exactly. All right. So she she was kind of staying out of it when these started happening because she didn't want to get involved because she didn't want uh, Mr. Ernest to find out. Right. Exactly. So <clears throat> Henry Rowan is someone who will come back to though for okay. sure. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to uh, to Henry Rowan because he has an interesting role in all of this. So Molly's mother is dead now. Her sister has been shot. Not long after that, Molly is asleep in their in their big house. Um, they have uh, a couple of children. They hear a loud boom, an explosion. They run out. Ernest, Molly, the children, and her sister who doesn't live too far away this is her other sister who's still alive is you know in sleeping in her house her house has exploded into a fireball and her house is blown up so killing the other sister as well as her sister's husband um in that house so pretty i believe anna was supposed to be there with the kids too weren't they Right, right, exactly. So, so you've got Anna Brown. Just to give you a, a, a no, yeah, there's a lot to take in. That's why I'm being quiet because I'm trying to wrap my the, brain around it. Of the <laughs> so we've got Molly Burkhart. Molly is married to Ernest, who is the nephew of the King of those Age Hills, William Hale. We have Rita, who died in the explosion. Anna Brown, who was shot in the head. And Minnie Smith, who the mom who was uh, poisoned, who who doctors referred to her death as a peculiar wasting illness, whatever that means, you know, she was poisoned. All right, so pretty pretty messed up. All right, so we know something's going on with the the Burkhart sisters, the Brown slash Burkhart sisters, um, and. People are trying to get their money. It's it's very clear. All right. Um, any thoughts before we move move on to the second part of the book? So right now we're up to the explosion and everything's happened. We haven't yep. brought in Mr. White yet. We have not brought in Mr. Okay. White. No. Uh, no, I, th- I don't think I had any other points on that. I mean, there was just so much to take in. Uh it was just crazy, like uh, when they were like all the dogs started dying and stuff. Like it was just so much. It, right. it was just wild, right. man. How like all this stuff was going on. And, like, right. I just right. can't imagine just... being a part of a time when you see stuff like that in front of you, like right next. Absolutely. to me. I can't imagine walking outside seeing my neighbor do something like that, and me not right. like trying and to intervene everybody... or step in or something. You know what I mean? Right. And everybody just kind of being like, "Well, that's weird," you know. But let's go on with our day yeah you know, so like, no yeah it was just it was right, it was a lot right. heavier than i thought right. it was gonna be but yeah okay um, so second part uh second part of the book birth yeah, of the we, fbi so, yes exactly so it's 
I think it's called the the Bureau of Investigation at this point. So the BI, we don't have an F in there yet. And it's uh, with our amazing man, J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Man. Uh, he was so hard to take in when you're reading all the stuff that right. he said. It was very, uh, it was very hard to take this guy seriously. Yeah. J. Edgar does not have my vote of confidence. Um, <laughs> no, but, but he should have yeah. thought very highly of himself. Oh yeah, I feel like you got to, especially if like, man, yeah, geez, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of ego in those uh, early days of the Bureau of Investigation. Well, there was a so, lot of pressure. I mean, he had just came off one scandal. This had came up to level. They had to hurry up and do something about it. But he needed to nip this in the butt because he couldn't. He probably wouldn't be able to withstand another scandal. You know, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And this is, you know. I feel like we're really getting into like the birth of, um, you know, popular true crime stories like in America that get like sensationalized and, you know, it really puts, this is the first time it really puts pressure on law enforcement because before this, you know, we're in the 19th century that, that doesn't, that doesn't really exist, you know, but well, now we really have public pressure to do something about, about these, um, these murders how do you even call it law enforcement, though? Because what blew yeah. my mind when they were talking about it, at that time, they didn't even carry weapons. Right, exactly. And they had no jurisdiction to arrest you. They could only write up reports and then send them up. <laughs> yeah, like, that's so, crazy, because it talks about how many no. people were dying. In the, oh, it was just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, you couldn't Emphasis pay me on... to go out there. Yeah, and try to catch these people doing stuff like this without right, a weapon. Right. Like, that's just crazy. Right all these guys are getting murdered for investigating like yeah because it talks about how many people had previously died stabbed in broad daylight yeah yeah so <laughs> all right so we get our man tom white tom white is a old style lawman from texas he is a badass um he has a team of agents and he starts uncovering some crazy shit um I, I, when I was imagining Tom White in my mind, I imagined uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Te- uh, I mean, well, come on. Yeah. Texas Ranger, man. Or Texas. Uh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Um, te- I imagine Tommy Lee Jones, but in No Country for Old Men, if anyone's ever seen that, um, where he's like the, the horse riding sheriff, you know, where he's tracking down a murderer like that, that Tommy Lee Jones. So, Tom White, he has a team and he starts uncovering some some yeah, crazy shit, like I said. Um, he starts uncovering some evidence that Hale, William Hale, the king of the Osage Hills, and the two Burkhart brothers, so Molly's husband and Anna's husband, were were behind, you know, many of these murders. Um it is you know, of course, pretty shocking. Um, and, you know, but I, again, you, you've got to see this coming. I mean, jealousy, um, racism, you know, there, there's a huge chance to do this because the money is not protected well through like just Oklahoman law. Like it is, it's it's right for the picking for this uh, for this conspiracy. So, so society is not really 
society has not really given the Osage people a lot of rights to protect their resources. You know, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, but um, yeah, it's, sorry, you, you were going to say something. So when you were talking about how uh, white starts to suspect hell, uh, they talk about how Ernest is uh, related to him and how he's like one of his guys who's under his thumb, like pretty much like, the King of Osage says jump and Ernest is like, how high? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when they go in and then it starts talking about how uh, they suspect Ernest of it, it just blew my mind. Can you think how long of a haul that was and how fucking crazy you have to be to marry someone, have kids with them? Because when he blew that house up, he knew, like he knew, those kids were supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. Can you imagine, so, like, how deep and like under, like, it's just right. fucking wild to me to think of something like that. When that, when they said, I just blew my mind. I couldn't fathom it. Right, exactly. So it's it's pretty crazy, and I mean, they were not they were willing to you know kill anyone, and you know, for money, was, oh, just for money. Right, exactly. It's like. And they all, I mean, it already seemed like he had a pretty good bit of land. So, right. It's like just the moon, and they had the moonshine business going. Just, just calm down, you know, like just chill, honestly. Like, why, what's, what is the big deal? But anyway, so, um, here, here's an interesting question for you. Do you think that people, they would have had the same conspiracy to kill, to, to go through all of this if, if if it would like if it was Irish immigrants who were on this land and not not indigenous people, yeah, I do honestly. Uh, I, I think I there, like, I think I there like is always been, been a class issue, mm. and the Irish people have always been looked at as. I mean, I'm not saying mm. like I look at them, but historically speaking, if you mm. go back, I mean, most people look at them as if you know when you think right. of the so, Irish, and, especially yeah. in that time. Right, right, exactly. It's almost like. Yeah, the power, you know, incredible corruption. Yeah. But I don't know how long it, I, I don't think it would have went on at the scale in which it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what just kept blowing my mind was just right. how something like that right. went on for, was it 10 right. years? Right, exactly. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that we, that we skipped we, or we mentioned briefly. So anytime someone tried to investigate the killings, whether it be attorneys, you know, local, local lawmen, they ended up dead too. They were stabbed, beaten, um, you know, found, you know, suffocated and, you know, like it was, it was brutal. You know, people were not, these people were not willing to, uh, to get the story out. So finally, when Tom White stepped in, there was a lot of pressure and, one crazy fact by 1924 there were at least 24 people murdered in connection to the burkhart family and this money but probably a lot more because you've got just four years right right. 1920 to 1924 just just it was not a good place to be let me tell you that i I think it just tells you like how easy not even that but just how people were just so accustomed to to just not living 
Mm-hmm. Like maybe it wasn't right. that out of the blue to see people dying that young. I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, they talk about you walking through the graveyards in there and you'd see like a whole like family just dead, like right. not like laying there dead, but like you see all the headstones and then like you look at the dates. It was just, I don't know, man. It was just, it was, it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. So anyways, uh, we're, we're going to move on. Um, eventually, eventually, Ernest Burkhardt confesses and um, he, convinced, he confesses to uh, the FBI um, through some, you know, creative methods by the FBI or the BI um, at this point. Uh, this team of agents that Tom White has assembled goes undercover as insurance salesman, cattle buyer, uh, an oil prospector, and a herbal doctor to turn up evidence. And they, over time, they gain the trust of local people, the Osage tribe, um, and they build a case. They finally get people talking because people are scared to death to talk to anybody. I mean, um, you have finally, no protection. <laughs> yeah. Right. Finally. Um, and we, here's, here's a crazy part. So William Hale, you know, finally gets arrested and convicted um, but what's crazy is that we talk about we talked about Henry Roan in the beginning. Um, the agents were able to prove that William Hale ordered the murders of Anna, her family, to get their oil rights, and cousin Roan uh, for the insurance. So you, Henry Roan, like I mentioned before, um, had a brief relationship with Molly. Um, you know. He was about to be, he was about to be, you know, murdered, but he was also tied up in this whole conspiracy as well. Um, so he he was murdered. Oh, sorry, not about to be. He was murdered. My bad. He was dead. Um, yeah, he was, yeah, 1923. Henry Roan was found slumped behind the steering wheel of Buick. He'd been shot in the back. Um, and local authorities notified William Hale whom Roan had considered a close friend and benefactor. Um, He was a benefactor of Roan's $25,000 life insurance policy because of Roan's deep trust of William Hale. Um, So it's clear that William Hale's power and influence um, was not only through monetary, you know, means. He really knew how to manipulate people. I mean, and... dude, he, when he was at the doctor's office because he had to get him medically cleared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the doctor's like, it looks. What, what does it look like you're doing here? It looks like you're trying to. Ki- are you trying to kill this man? He's like, I absolutely am. <laughs> like, mm. he didn't hide it, man. He didn't. Did right. he's untouchable? Right. So essentially. You know, William William Hale gets sent to the slammer. His henchmen, um, you know, his and his cronies uh, also get time. But the third part of the book, we come to realize that the Burkharts are just a small, you know, a small piece of this much greater, um, you know, terror that's going on to uncover and to siphon off the Osage wealth. And 
Well, there was just you know, so many that you couldn't tie those two. Right, back. exactly. Right, and exactly. And you mean, also had Hoover, who not only wanted to get this solved as quickly as possible, but he wanted it wrapped pretty in a box, bow tie. Like there, there couldn't be any loose ends. That's why it had to like fit that narrative. You know, like it was like this is the guy, boom, done, solved. Look right, at what we've accomplished. Right. And I think, I mean, I think, you know, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but this is something that many big murder cases, you know, fall prey to because of, you know, pressure to, to solve that, that stream of, of murders uh, with a nice little pretty bow or a, a simple explanation that you, you sometimes get the wrong guy or you get only one of the guys that um, that's carried out, you know, a, a stream of terror. Um, the Atlanta child murders in the seventies and eighties, you know, followed this, this path where we still don't know if, um, if we got the right guy, you know, a, a, a f- several others um, where the FBI was under pressure to solve it quickly. They weren't getting any answers. They finally got, you know, one guy who, who fit the bill um, and, you know, to, to clean it up, they, uh, they threw him in jail. So, you know, it, it only, I can only imagine how many people did not, uh, who escaped with a lot, a lot of money um who were guilty so yeah pretty, there was just so many schemes they were running man it was just pretty pretty fucked up yeah yeah it was wild yep. <laughs> it was definitely wild yeah all right all right so themes themes um i'll go first and then i'll but you know we just see this theme so much oh my gosh like the theme of Indigenous people getting screwed over. <laughs> like, my gosh. Like, uh, and Indigenous people just, you know, trying to live their lives, trying to, like, make make something in, like, a new new society, you know, of, of, the, of the United States and, and their natural resources on their land being plundered. Um, so, I mean, we see that in avatar james cameron's avatar we see that in pocahontas we see that in it, it's a tale as old as time emotional um, so it, yeah yeah i mean is. when yeah. they talk about in the third part when they follow up with the uh relatives of the people in the second part like they just talk about like the effect it's had on them and like when they hear about it or like it's sad man to see like the things you do now, how much weight that holds on to your kids. And right. like, just think about it. Like some, like your dad's earnest, your, your, or your grandpa was earnest, your, your mom's or your grandma was Molly. I mean, like you, you're half Osage, but you're also half white, right. Caucasian, whatever you right. want to call it. And to have that guilt to know like your dad, it's just, yeah, man. It's, and that was probably, honestly, this is probably a dime a dozen. There was probably yeah. so many other people who had the same exact experience in this little cycle. It was just like one little small thing it got wrote about. Right, right, exactly. And when you think about, you know, all of the, you know, the atrocities that indigenous people have had to face in the U.S. and still face, you know, um, you know, being cordoned off into the these, you know, the, essentially like the hardest parts of the country to make a living in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's, it's, it is a really sad story. Um, and, 
it is really interesting to see that like I mean, they were set up, they, you know, this was a success story from the beginning. It's like, you know, we, the federal government, you know, definitely not through any intention, you know, set this indigenous tribe up the Osage, you know, with unimaginable wealth. And it really would have turned, you know, the tide of power on top of its head. And, you know, I think it, it probably was a lot for people to wrap their heads around. So you know, it I think, talks about how much jealousy there was about it. The articles in the paper talking about right. how much money the OSH have and right, this right. and like, that. Like, I, it just kind of painted the picture that like the the mm-hmm. poor white Americans at the time were very mad to think that someone who's not white could uh, have more money than them. There's a lot right, of uh, exactly. like a lot of envy, right. a lot of greed. Right. So, yeah, that was that was my big takeaway. What 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 about you? So you said the theme you went with was racism. Racism, you know, or the yeah, overall, yeah. Uh, it, it just yeah, like um. So I this, I want to go with two. Yeah. One, it's really I, I like it because I love going back and reading history, uh, things that happen, and this is something you don't you you don't really hear talked about, or at least when we were younger, you would have. I feel like a lot of people didn't want to bring stuff like this up. Mm. And then the second thing is the trauma. Mm, yeah. I yeah. mean, the the whole situation, and I, I know you're probably like, Jesus Christ, shut the heck up. But <laughs> like just the the Molly Burkhart thing, man, and, and the betrayal of Ernest. I mean, the racism, the greed, the corruption. I mean, to have the kids involved. Uh and then to be the 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 inside of that, and then on the backside you have what you have the grandkids and stuff, and they're still dealing with it. Like it's just, I right, can't imagine. Exactly. Like because so, uh, I don't talk about this a lot, but uh, I know. So my mom's dad was murdered, and it was oh wow by someone who was like a friend of the family, and they all knew each other and stuff like that. And uh, I know how hard that was on her knowing like that and that like this guy and like knowing that this guy that she knew pretty much her whole younger life was involved in this and seeing how that affected her. I can't imagine being entangled like these people because that's like, I mean, like hers is horrible. Yes. But like your whole family, like that was just crazy, dude. I don't know. So yeah, yeah, just the trauma. I mean, that that <clears throat> something like that would cause is just right, right. It was right. just I wild, mean, man. It's, to write it. Yeah, it was it was and, definitely uh, something I uh, started out not thinking I was going to enjoy reading because uh, yeah. I didn't really know what it was going to be. But I'm happy I read it. It was a yeah, yeah, very cool good. Now and like to it, see, yeah, yeah it's very it's important nice. now. I think you need to know things like this because, like, the more you know about it, the past, and the more you talk about these problems these inequalities and stuff like that that's how you move forward like if you don't if you just rush it under the rug you don't ever bring it up or acknowledge it right it doesn't really right. change anything or fix anything you can't move for pretending yeah. like it doesn't exist right exactly and i mean yeah exactly it's like i feel like you can only rectify these past injustices once you actually start talking about them and like you get you get the story out there you know because like i feel like it's it's so common to 
to have, um, you know, indigenous people, you know, their story is told in a very certain way, you know, and um, the problems that they face today, you know, there's not a lot of explanation, but it's like, this is, you know, a little bit of an explanation. It's like, that, you know, they have been systematically like they were taken out, you know, through this, these conspiracies and through, you know, um, a lot of, you know, careful planning and, and murder. So it is, yeah, just pretty shocking. And yeah, I mean, okay. A little, moving a little bit away from like the heavier stuff, a theme that I really enjoyed was just, you know, this, uh, you know, kind of like true crime element and this, you know, right away you could tell that people were not what they seemed to be. I mean, Ernest, um, you know, you have this like William Hale character who you can tell is is evil, but it's it's the family murder conspiracy that um, that always, you know, is very intriguing when there's a lot of money involved. Um, like, you know, one of my favorite movies is Knives Out, and I I almost got you know vibes of Knives Out in in this in a very different part setting. Part two's course, dropping but... soon. I'm not mistaken. Oh no, part two is out in the class. Part two's out. Oh, you gotta you gotta watch that, man. It no, no, good. no. Which one is it? It's Glass Onion, isn't it? Never mind. I'm Glass thinking Onion. of a yeah, different yeah, yeah. murder mystery. Never mind. I was thinking of the one oh, with okay. Adam Sandler. I watched the Glass Onion. Very good. Anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this was I I just kept trying to guess who was like really behind it. But yeah, well, that was the sad was, thing apart is is it wasn't anybody, it was everybody. It was just it was that's everybody. how normal everybody. of a practice it was. It was that's yeah. just what we do. Like that's mm-hmm. what just freaking blew my mind, man. Yeah, it was messed up. But a lot of people don't yep. realize how much protection we actually have these days. Right, exactly. You know, a lot I of mean, people would be like, "Oh, we should defund the police, or we should get rid of the police, we should do this." But I don't think they realize like how unsafe you would be if it was just us against ourselves. Like, I'd like to believe that people are good, but I mean, look back through history. <laughs> Clearly, people rampant, of fucked up shit. The rampant corruption that you know there was. <laughs> The rule of law, like the rampant corruption was just like out of control, you know, and um, it's like who who really could could these people turn to for for protection without taking matters matters into their own hands, you know, so it's like it's it's pretty messed up. Um, All right. So for the casting of this movie, obviously, this movie came out this year. and i have not oh, seen it it's not out oh i thought it was yeah out. it's oh, not this out. is interesting oh okay so leonardo dicaprio is ernest burkhart uh robert de niro is william hale uh molly burkhart is played by lily gladstone who i i have not seen before tom white is played by jesse plemons Mm-hmm. Um, who has had, you'll recognize him if you see him, his face. He's He always plays kind of an evil dude, but. Uh, he was in a, I, hold on, let me. Uh, he w- Throwback, he he was the mean kid in Like Mike, if you ever saw that like 20 years ago. So it's a weird connection, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to, so Jesse, that's what you're talking about? Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Plemons. He was in a movie I saw recently, man. Uh, it was so freaking weird. It's on Netflix. I'm thinking of ending it. If you want a movie that's really going to trip you out, man, 
watch I'm thinking of ending it. You know, he was, if you, for all my Breaking Bad fans out there, he was the really evil dude. Yep. Yeah. At the end of Breaking Bad, man, he played an evil guy. Yeah. Um, he was pretty, yeah. Who locked, who locked, uh, locked Jesse in Breaking Bad up. So, anyways, that's, yeah. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see this movie. I feel like we, we should do an episode. On so, I think, uh, White, Mr. Freaking Texas Ranger should be played by Will Patton. Oh, who's Will Patton? Let me he was in Halloween Ends. Uh, he's been in The Fourth Kind. I'm trying to think of some other movies he was in. Uh, he was in Halloween Kills. Oh, uh, you yeah. You know him. You yeah, see yeah, yeah. him, man. He was in Armageddon. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He's in Yellowstone. He's a sheriff in Yellowstone. Yeah. I still have not watched. He was in The Forever Purge, too. Mm. He, but he just, I don't know. He just seems like I don't know. I just feel like his. He's know. a very serious, serious, but like. That, yeah, that's how I him. felt. Like he seems like an honest guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very serious, but like he's seen some shit, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, awesome. I think well, Leonardo would do good though, but I don't know. I mean, in the book, I wouldn't have thought Ernest was that big of a character. I mean, I guess he is the way they're going to play it out. They're probably going to go super in depth on like the manipulation but the way they talked about him in the book they only barely hit on him i didn't even really gave him i i, I had more thoughts on uh i guess who molly would have been played by i know me too so that, that's interesting but we'll i mean we'll see how it is you know so what was your yeah. what was your what was your overall take my overall take definitely a book worth reading um you know it it's interesting in it, I'm I'm excited for to see how they they portray the the family drama and like the the murders and everything. Um, I wish that they had gone a little bit more into detail, or he had gone a little bit more into detail about all of the other coincidences and like I, I wish we had a, a larger, you know, part of the book about that and less. That was about, the true, yeah, the true crime side of me. That's how I felt. Right, right. Less about you know the birth of the FBI and all that stuff. So. It just made me want to dive deeper, like in myself, right. and just get on the internet mm-hmm. and just like really try to like dig into it. But yeah. right, right. So yeah, definitely, definitely, I recommend. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, agree. I think it's a book it you should read. Uh, tells about a very sad part of American history, and uh, I think it's good that it gets out there and that people know what people went through here. You know. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, and. If you ever come into a lot of money, don't tell anybody. That's do they that's say the takeaway? Uh, God, what is it? Hold on, let me look this up real quick. If you hear my keyboard, I'm sorry. Uh, lottery winners. They say the majority of people who win the lottery, man, don't make it very long after that. I'm trying to find the actual statistic, but apparently, I'm not very good at googling things. Right. Exactly. Just don't even tell. Don't even tell. You know, forget about it. Honestly, that's that's my like, just. To take care of the people you need to take care of and then have them sign NDAs or something because right <laughs> people knowing about all your money is always a bad thing. That's the big lesson of this book. <laughs> yeah, oh, just, you can't trust people. But yeah, on exactly. uh yeah, so uh okay. So next not next week, the week after next will be my week. Oh, okay. And, uh, 
I've been really like on an old school horror kick again, and uh, I've been watching a lot of VHSs. And I'm thinking uh, I'm wanting to do uh, Amityville Horror. All right. We'll do that book, read it, and then we will tear it apart and talk about some spooky stuff. So you better remember some scary stuff that's happened to you. Oh, God. I I know, right? I have some stories. Yeah, good. We need it. Maybe make some before, like, go do something scary this week. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening. Conjure up some some ghosts. Yeah, right. I'm about to get out the Ouija board now and see if oh, I can God. conjure up a demon. Uh, please, if you can, uh, leave us a review. And uh, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of the Page Masters podcast.